Hello and welcome to the Busy Mom's Guide to Meditation. I'm your host, Molly Rodriguez, and I can't wait to walk you through all my tips and tricks on how to create a successful meditation practice for yourself and how to incorporate your children into that practice. So, are you ready? Today, let's talk about relaxation and how prioritizing relaxation helps your nervous system and ultimately your health overall. In society today, we have an epidemic of people overworking, not taking the time to relax, and they're just go, go, go all the time. Because in society, we are programmed to be results-oriented. We are programmed to constantly be trying to do more. If you're sitting down relaxing, not doing anything, you're not being productive and therefore it's bad and lazy. But it's not. It's actually very useful for your mental health. It's very useful for your body to have that time to rest. You need that. If the only rest that you're getting is at night when you go to sleep, you're not giving your body that time to refresh itself When you sleep, your body is supposed to be in that state of rest and digest. But if you don't give it that time outside of sleep, your body doesn't always know how to get into that state of rest and digest. So you're stuck in this fight or flight and your body just remains tense. It doesn't ever get that chance to fully relax and renew itself. So you end up with these things like burnout and that is not good, right? So being on technology all the time exacerbates this problem. We find a lot of people when they have free time, they get on their phone and they start scrolling social media or they're looking at the news or they're doing something on their phone and that is not always healthy either, right? So in this, finding time to relax when you're not looking to be scrolling on your phone, when you're not watching TV or when you're not doing something to distract yourself from these stresses of everyday life, that is when you get real relaxation. And relaxation as a practice is difficult for a lot of people. We tend to use it at the beginning of other types of meditations to get into that meditative space. But what happens a lot of time is people fall asleep. Because the only time your body is used to relaxing is when you fall asleep. So when you try to do that outside of bedtime, it's your body needing that rest, needing that relaxation, and not being able to stay awake in that state. And the way to get past that is to just keep practicing. And when your body realizes that it gets time to relax without having to sleep without having to completely turn the body off or the mind, I guess, it will allow you to stay awake and just be in that state of relaxation. And it's so beneficial to be able to do this because being able to slow down, being able to relax, it allows the body to get out of the states of stress, get out of that fight or flight reaction so that you can be more in a state of ease. And that I just can't stress how important that is for your mental health, for your physical health, for your spiritual health. It really kind of just across the board helps you be healthier, helps you function better. So in using relaxation as a practice, 
You can lay down. You can even sit down if that helps you stay awake and do a body scan. It's my favorite way to do a relaxation practice because it's so easy. And you start at either the feet or the head and you work your way to the other end of the body. So if you start at your feet, start with the toes, make sure to consciously relax them and allow them to get into that state of ease before you move on to your feet. Allow your feet to relax before you move on to your ankles. And so this can be a lengthy practice if your body is not used to relaxing. But as it gets used to being able to relax, it gets used to this practice, it will happen faster, I promise. But while you're getting used to this, you might do your legs and then do a quick check just to make sure you're not bringing that tension back in and holding it in your legs. Allow them to really relax and then move into your hips and then move into your trunk and your shoulders and your back and into the head even because you can store tension in your face, in your scalp. A lot of people carry tension in their hips or their neck and shoulders. So wherever you know you hold tension, you're probably gonna wanna stay there a little bit longer, a little bit extra time just to make sure that you can really find that state of ease and that space. Whether you're sitting up to keep from falling asleep or trying to find something else that works for you, There are tricks you can do to kind of keep your mind from falling asleep. One I like is to kind of put my hand in the air. If I'm laying down, this is just like I'm bent at a right angle at my elbow. So my hand is up in the air. And if I start to fall asleep, my hand will start to fall, which then wakes me back up. And this is something that has helped me, that has helped me quite a bit in getting into this practice. And even if I'm trying to do this practice when I'm tired. I do have a baby who's only about two months. And so doing this practice, sometimes I'm just a little bit more tired than others and need a little bit of that boost to stay awake. So it is not impossible. And finding these tricks and what helps is is really nice. And if you have any tips or tricks, like feel free to share them with me because I'm always looking for new things to try and kind of streamline my practice, find out what works better and better for me. So share with your friends what works for you and see what works for them because you might find that any of your suggestions could help somebody else and some of theirs might help you. As you get into this practice, as you work on it more, you get in more into this, you get more into this state of relaxation. Your body gets more used to getting into this state of ease, getting into the state of rest and digest. And it's easier than for it in stressful situations or in day-to-day life to then go back into that state of rest and digest instead of staying in this state of stress. When you're relaxed, you're actually helping your kids be more relaxed. And that is probably one of the most important reasons to do this practice. Kids aren't as able to regulate their nervous system. They go off of you and your husband or your spouse or your partner. So it makes it really important for you to know how to regulate your nervous system, for you to know how to care for your nervous system so that you can help them to get into that state of rest and digest and not 
get dysregulated. So when you practice with your kids, explain to them what they're, what you're doing. Um, talk to them about it. Even if they're too young to understand you just starting to open the conversation, they'll pick it up. And as they get older and more mature, more able to understand what's actually going on, they'll, they'll pick it up. They'll understand a lot more because they've experienced it. And kids tend to be able to enter this state a lot easier. They don't have as much baggage, as much stressors and everything that keeps us really tense. So they tend to get into this space a lot easier. So when you're doing your body scan, they might blow through this and go a lot faster than you and want to get up and go play. That's totally fine. And if you want them to stay with you while you're practicing, while you're doing your relaxation, build a little nest for them, pillows and blankets that they can cuddle up in and rest in while they're waiting for you to be done or have quiet toys that they can play with while you're still doing your practice so they can be in your space, they can hang out, but you're still able to get your full practice without the distraction of, you know, blocks banging together and the loud toys that don't have an off switch. And that way they can kind of come in and out of your practice. They can rest, they can cuddle, they can play, or they can do the practice with you, go play, and then they'll come back and lay down. However they end up doing it is perfect. And they know what they need. So you don't have to worry about them doing anything perfectly or like you. I'm rambling now. So help them build a nest and let them help you so that they can have things in there that they like and that they enjoy being around and playing with so that they're more motivated to stay there and to allow you to have that time. And with that is the prioritization of your relaxation and getting into that more calm space. Because when you calm your life down, when you prioritize having that time to get into that ease, to slow down your life, maybe it means in that reprioritization, you are cutting out certain things that make you more stressed, or you're just slowing down your schedule in general and calming your life down as a whole. And All of that equals more time to be able to get into that state of relaxation. All of that means that you're getting into this state of being able to separate yourself from that stress of everyday life, to allow time for your body to take in your experiences, take in the external stimuli that is causing all of this havoc on your body and being able to to digest that, digest your food better, digest your experiences better, and really just help your body to process what is coming in before you add more. And that is something that is so underutilized in society anymore that we just are constantly connected, constantly go, go, go. And we don't take the time to allow things to really process and run through the body and feel it as it as it goes through, feel how different things affect us. It really is hard when you're going through life. You continue going, so all of a sudden, you're out of whack, you're out of balance, you're being reactive to all sorts of situations, and you don't know how to stop that. Being able to slow down your life, yes, it's hard. We talk about this in the Scheduling Your Meditation um, podcast about how to kind of get into that rhythm, how to schedule 
a meditation time into your busy schedule. So I won't get into it too much here, but having that time, making it a priority really does help in all facets of your life, all facets of your kids' lives, and can even blend bleed out to help friends and family who see you making this change and see you changing for the better. So give it a try. Let me know how it goes. I am on Facebook, uh, Elemental Healing Meditations, and we do have a community over there. So make sure to add the page so that you can share your experiences as we go forward. You can also email me if you don't want to put it on social media or if you don't do social media, send me an email. I want to know how this practice works out for you. And I want to give a special shout out to my patron, Misty Rogers. Catch you next week on the Busy Mom's Guide to Meditation.